Mercenaries hosts and guests are not registered financial advisors. All opinions are Cryptonaries alone. Nothing discussed in the podcast should be considered as investment advice or should be relied on upon investment decisions. This podcast is purely for information and entertainment purposes only. Now I've said all this, let's go. Hello guys, welcome to the Cryptonary podcast. Today I'm here with Tropo Farmer. You might know him as a good friend of Beanie, but he's also partner of the TraderDAO, a DAO that trades NFTs. He's the co-founder of Blut, a NFT project that got a lot of attention and it was based on Blut, which is also very famous. And next to that, he's also an advisor for NFT projects on their launch and how they will do their marketing. I'm very excited to talk with him about the NFT space and learn from his insights. Okay, so could you explain our listeners how you got into NFTs and maybe also how you got into crypto first? I, I really didn't like get into crypto a whole lot. I was just, I, I did a little, like a, a little bit of trading in 2017, like it, at the end of 2017, which I guess like is Like during the bull run, like the, <laughs> yeah. the actual top. Yeah, I think so. But I, I just found out, I don't even know, it must have been Reddit. I just found out about this community uh, yeah. that, that did like technical analysis and that kind of intrigued me. So I, I, I started looking into that and was doing like trading and very small amount of money. Like I think I put in like $2,000, uh, which was a lot, you know, it, it, it is a lot of money just potentially to throw down the drain, which is what ended up happening. But that, that's, that was my experience with crypto. Uh, and that ended pretty quickly. And then I was like, all right, whatever. I just kind of lost track and, and sort of ignored it for a while. Yeah, I think most people had that, right? I mean, yeah. a lot of I people mean, got into it during that time, then <laughs> were like, oh, this is not it, or I'm going to do something else. Yeah. And then earlier this year, I discovered Top Shot. And again, I have no idea where I heard about it. Like, I wasn't even on Twitter. Like, I didn't, I didn't even use Twitter. So that wasn't it. Yeah, I, I, I can't even recall where I learned about it, but I was like in my uh, laying next to my son. My He just turned two. I was like, it was like midnight and I found out about it. I was like, whoa, this shit is awesome. Like he, he just like clicked. Yeah, I think a lot of people got into uh, NFTs through Top Shot, right? Because it's, yes. it was like the, the kind of like the gateway drug. But I, I had like kind of, I recall like hearing about crypto kitties at some point in the past but not like i worked at uh, a software development company and i'm sure like we somebody mentioned in the lunchroom at some point i just i just have this memory of crypto kitties from some time ago but i never got involved uh but yeah with top shot i was like this is this is great like i i was into collecting sports cards and i still am so it, it checked that box i'm a software engineer so it, it interested me, interested in me from a tactical perspective. I love collecting, like I, I, I love buying and selling, like garage selling. So it hit me with like the flipping and uh, it was, it was novel. Like I hadn't experienced any NFT project before that. So, you know, blockchain and, and that, like I, I was familiar with Ethereum and blockchains, but I hadn't seen a project in practice that had kind of this level of polish right off the bat. That's very interesting. And how long were you like only into Top Shot? Because I assume at some point you also discovered other things, right? Yeah. And with Top, after Top Shot, I 
ended up finding this server called the one discord and it's it was predominantly like crypto when it started but then they branched out into nfts and then when i found that server i just learned about like euler beats and that really fascinated me you know this is back in late february uh in march and like hash masks and, and things of that sort and i just got exposed to different projects and a lot of like interesting people like you know that's moon overlord server he's pretty popular with crypto and nfts and these is in there and x copy was just hanging out which is cool so all these kind of like nft peeps were in that channel yeah i guess the community was also pretty small back then compared to now right i mean if you're just hanging there with x copy and <laughs> people well, that now have like yeah a big following that's that's a lot of different than if you join right now yeah i think so but like you know to their credit those people are still very chill so i'm sure you know x copy has his own discord server and is always just hanging out so i, I think that's really initially what appealed to me as people were so helpful and uh welcoming and that's how i try to be and i think that's how a lot of people try to be uh because that's really what's gonna help grow our space and really something that to me differentiated it from crypto where like it just seems like people are kind of assholes <laughs> like an nft twitter just everyone I mean, I, I have to agree. If you go on NFT Twitter, you have a lot more like helpful people and nice people <laughs> compared to like crypto Twitter. I mean, it's it's a different uh, world. Yeah. So yeah, I just hung out there and I only, I spent like 500 bucks on the Street Fighter NFT that was on Wax and it had this really cool burn mechanic and it was pretty fascinating. And it ended up, the way that the burning worked for that project is like, you could burn one NFT, combine it with another one, and then that would give you like another next power level. And whoever did that first got the first mint of that power level. So it's kind of like a race to have the correct cards to combine and burn, but also speed. And it was like a deflationary supply too, because you had to yeah. keep burning them, right? Yeah. So then uh, I, I ended up like minting some, some valuable stuff there, and then I just sold it, and that gave me a good bankroll to just kind of discover other projects and learn and just get involved in these other communities and make friends and then do some, some trading. And yeah, really just, it's, uh, I don't know, just kind of, kind of went from there. Yeah. And how did you get like into the board of yacht club? Because that's like the kind of like what started the second bull run for NFTs. And I, I guess you were involved there too. I didn't like, I didn't actually buy any cause like I didn't have any money at the time. Like I didn't have any, like I just, I had stuff that I didn't want to sell. And so I didn't have 0.08 ETH for a board ape. So I just ended up me and two other people won their first treasure hunt, which happened, you know, during the pre-sale before the sellout happened that Friday night. So that's how I got my ape. And yeah, it was, it was in that discord that i mentioned and gordon went in there and just posted a message like hey check out our project and it was like four apes and i clicked clicked on it i believe jimmy was there too right <laughs> yeah yeah no he didn't i don't think he was in that server he didn't he didn't mint until the friday night that it sold out this was like probably a week or two before sellout kind of right when that pre-sale started that's yeah, actually insane that knowing like the apes didn't even sell out at mint, like 
the day no. it launched. Like looking back to that's pretty insane. Yeah, no, it, dude. I think they sold like five hundred or so before the reveal, and it was open for like a week. And yeah, I just went to the site and I was like, oh, this is sweet. Like art looked cool, and it had uh, it seemed like it had nice like storytelling and world building. And I looked at their treasure hunt and it had like this fucking funny story behind it. And I was like, all right, this is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great to see how, how such a small story, like it's, it's huge now. Everyone wants an ape. Everyone talks about, well, back then was probably a few discord server noticing. But... Yeah. It was like, <laughs> yeah, looking back at the history of the discord server, it was like pretty dead until the day of the reveal. But it was fun though. It was, it was like even if it was, yeah, and, how, uh, and how did you like move on from there? I mean, it's probably uh there's a lot of stuff that happened uh, from like the moment the age launched and now. So I wonder if you could show us some of your progress. I don't do. I don't even know. Things are so crazy. Like I don't even remember everything that happened. But yeah, apes like definitely met met a lot of cool people through uh, Board Ape Yacht Club and got a lot of support. You know, even for like through Twitter, and I think that really helped propel me personally to reach a lot of new people. Yeah, I think if you're going into NFTs, it's very important to be on Twitter. Like, if you're listening now and you want to get into NFTs, I would suggest just get a Twitter account and start following people. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Like, find, get an account. You don't even need to. You don't even need to like post, but um, definitely engage. I think that's the best way to, if you're looking to establish yourself, I guess, as, as an individual, like engage with folks, that's going to be, in my opinion, the most important. If you're just doing, doing this for like trading or trying to like, you know, find some things to invest in. Yeah. You don't really need to, you don't really need to like reply or anything or even get like a, a an ape or, you know, profile picture. But yeah, find uh, some individuals like Dee's has a really good NFT Twitter list. There's another account, Christopher B. Smith. He operates and curates another Twitter list of NFT users. And really like... Yeah, I'll make sure to uh, like drop like the one from Dee's down below. Uh, I'm, I've, I believe I have that one myself too. So it will be easy yeah. to uh, think it down. Yeah, and just follow, just kind of pay attention and also join Discord. That to me is like the best place to actually form deeper relationships with people and also find out information about new projects. Yeah, speaking speaking of deeper relationships, I wonder also how you met like Beanie, but you can <laughs> first continue your uh, sentence. Yeah, there are a couple of discords that I, I, I'm just in and they're kind of like home base and it's just fun to go in there and rap with people and uh, you know, apes is one of them for sure. Pixel Vault, they have like a really cool discord and there's a, a private channel in there that you have to have one of their NFTs to be a member of. And there's a lot of great information in there. But yeah, if you're interested in a project, like go to their site, go to their Twitter, find the discord link and join it and just hang out um, before you even buy anything. Before you spend a single ETH on any project, like I would scope out the community. And the best way to do that is through their Discord. You just see, like, do you drive with it? What's the vibe like? Is it active? Do they do they have like 
just get a sense of how strong the community is. And you can see, you can kind of see that on Twitter. You know, it definitely spills out into Twitter, like with Board Ape Yacht Club as a massively strong Twitter community. But, you know, do you see people with, if you're buying into a profile picture project, kind of long term, do you see people using it a lot? Do you see people talking about it a lot? Um, yeah, that's great advice because that shows people are like confident in the project. They are not ashamed of owning that NFT because <laughs> yeah. they're like showing it off to everyone. Yeah. But like a lot of NFTs, you know, they're not profile pictures. Like I like to collect NFT art and that's nothing that I would put as a profile picture, you know, and it's not necessarily something that generates a lot of discussion. So it depends on the kind of project as well, whether you're, you're using Twitter as like a gauge of viability for this thing as an investment. Yeah. Do you think you also like change your view in what you are buying right now? I mean... You probably started with like Top Shot, but you probably buy a lot of different things now compared to like a few months ago. Yeah, I kind of, I ended up, even back way back when I went to this Tezos art marketplace called Hick and Nunk, which people refer to as Hen. And I just ended up, whenever I would make profits on trading on Ethereum, I would basically either reinvest those in new projects or go to hen and just buy some like sick cheap art because it's like it's it's a really great marketplace to find a lot a lot of talent at really good value as a collector and for artists it's a great place to just connect with other artists and you know support and learn from each other so i i did find that i like was interested in collecting art which is something i like, never really thought about before nfts but like it just made it so easy and accessible and viable you know financially for me to collect a lot of cool pieces yeah it's also pretty exciting right i mean it's it's way more fun than going to a physical gallery like yeah i've been to like art galleries i enjoy open sea way more because it's like unlimited amounts of art where you can look yeah it's like great like that's why i love that site uh hen just because there's like so much variety and so much like experimentation and the like the value is so good yeah I've, i think i've collected like a thousand pieces there getting up there I've that's spent, crazy but like if, like if i look at what i've actually spent in like dollar amounts like i don't think it's that crazy like i've been fortunate enough to make you know some some decent money on ethereum that i could go over to this hen marketplace and kind of pay a little bit higher secondary prices for artists that I'm interested in. But I mean, I, yeah. I believe Tesos was also not worth that much like a few months ago. I mean, yeah. it also went up a lot in value like recently. Yeah. And then, but they, that marketplace also had a cool thing where they had their own governance token, kind of like what Super Rare did and airdropped that to users. And then I could end oh, up selling cool. that. <laughs> I ended up selling like a lot of those. And that paid for my entire collection up until that point, which was like mid-April. So, Yeah, it's pretty sick. I mean, I've been on hand too, and I have to say there's like a lot of beautiful art and like stuff. I believe even XCopy has a few pieces there too on their website. Yeah. He's got, yeah, he's got, he's got one that he just dropped and there's, uh, I think it was an edition of three and didn't really even publicize it. People just saw it and it's like, is this an X copy? And then they just bought it. And uh, I think he dropped it for like 
fifty dollars or something like crazy like that. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. he always did crazy stuff. To be honest, I mean, if you look back at those prices, like when he started, he was really humble with it. He oh, didn't yeah. like cash grab or anything. No, no. Yeah, how did I meet? So the way I met Beanie was just like on Twitter because I. I like to shit post and troll and stuff. And like, he was just the best target for that stuff because he had like these <laughs> very strong points of view. And like, a lot of times they were just, you know, I could find factual inaccuracies with them, which like made it so easy to, to shit post back. So yeah, it's just like through engagement, through reply engagement. And we, we like, <laughs> it's just kind of a funny relationship. Like we, and, and I will say, like, we never really hated each other, but we're definitely, like, not friends. But then I think slowly there became some kind of, like, mutual admiration. Me for my, like, incessant termite-like shitposting. And he, like, you know, I think early on I always recognized that Beanie is, is kind of like uh, a, a, like a wrestling villain. At least at first. Like, he, you know, he posted things to antagonize people. And get reactions and engagement. But beyond that, you know, if you kind of just didn't pay too much attention to that aspect, there's a lot of wisdom uh, and experience. So, you know, I. I... Yeah, I find Beanie very intriguing, like the things he posts, what he does in the space. It's it's so different, you know, it's it's kind of like Deadpool from like Marvel. (laughs) Yeah. So he was like just just a fun person to engage with and and then uh you know i always was a big fan of a project that he company that he heavily invested in pixel vault and advised on which was punk's comic and i you know from the start i was like okay this project looks awesome and it's doing things that no other projects at the time were doing which was like you know introducing tokenomics and kind of it, it had much uh longer vision than I'd seen with other projects and just the, the execution was, was so high and I was like, okay, this is cool. Um, so I think that's kind of how we started getting connected more. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I saw the punks comics at mint, but I was like a noob in the NFT space. So I just didn't like understand it. I was like thinking it was like a derivative of punks or something. So mm-hmm. I didn't mint it. Like I feel so stupid. For it. It's probably <laughs> like my worst decision. <laughs> Dude, everyone's got like everyone's got decisions. They're like, dude, why didn't I mint more of those, or why did I mint this thing instead of that thing, and or you know, why didn't I sell something when it was this price and now it's like worth worthless? Yeah, you. Uh, I don't know. I, I I tend to have an optimistic perspective, and maybe that that's because I've been fortunate enough to be successful to some degree. But you know. I think you're going to fuck up and you're going to miss shit. And it's not worth dwelling on that because. uh, Oh, totally agree. It's like inside trading. You're just like going to become a victim of your own uh, thoughts. basically. Yeah. You know, shit, shit like that happens. But I think the better, the better of a position you can put yourself in to reduce that from happening, you know, the better. And and in my opinion, the way you do that is by information and experience right like just any other trading you know yeah totally agree like speaking on trading i heard you're also now with beanie working on trader dow i wonder how like you started that i mean 
not sure what exactly your position is, but I believe it's a pretty important one for the project, right? Yeah, and that that really came out of like me, and really this was my first message to being on Discord. He had, he had made a tweet about needing an intern or something like that because there's just like too much uh, training to do. I just I messaged him, be like, I'll do that, and then he, of course he never got back to me. But and then I just would message him like, oh, you should have bought this, you know, or you should buy this. And then after it made a big move, I was like, see, you should have bought that. And just kind of pointing out these calls that I was making to him that were ended up being successful and then rubbing in his face that he ignored it. And then eventually tweeting about being like, oh, I told Beanie <laughs> he should have bought like, you know, board a kennel club when it was like five or something. And now it's four. And so, you know, kind of just, uh, uh, shaming him for not, not actually investing in me. And oh, yeah. uh, eventually like showing your, like showing your strength, of course. <laughs> yeah. And eventually he was like, okay, let's, let's, let's finally do this. And then even after that, he was dragging his feet and I was like, I, I kept pointing these things out to him. And, and, and now, so it's, it's, uh, Definitely a work in progress, but right now we have it, it's it's essentially like a trading fund at the moment, um, where we have a pool and we you know just invest and buy and, and trade different projects and and that's pretty much it. Like I, there's definitely going to be more to come um, in terms of like how others can get involved with that project, but nothing that's been. In, uh, yeah, I wondered about that because if you have a fund, you also need investors, right? Like people want to share the profits. Yeah, and, and right now it's just uh, Beanie and one other individual, uh, two other individuals, I should say. So I, I know the plan is to uh, introduce ways for others to get involved in that in that DAO, but. Uh, still working on the specifics of what that is so tbd yeah i understand also i i guess it's also like the legal part of it that has to be figured out right yeah and uh you know fortunately like working with beanie he he is working with pixel vault you know he's an investor and an advisor in that company and they just announced that they have reached like a partnership with this awesome uh, legal firm that is kind of specializing and known for establishing DAOs, you know, and doing things properly and, you know, the right way legally. And they worked with Super Rare to get their DAO established. And now they're working with Pixel Vaults to get all of its DAOs properly established. So hopefully that that connection can help uh, help out TraderDAO. Yeah, yeah. What's your view on that? Actually, like the legal part of those DAOs, are you concerned about it in like the NFT space, or do you think stuff like that can be solved on the long term? I guess I'm concerned, but not worried. Like, you know, I'm I'm probably not concerned as much as I should be because I'm just dumb and I don't know any better. But I think uh, companies like Super Rare and Pixel Vault are kind of leading the charge on what it means to actually be a, a legally recognized, uh, legally sound DAO, because a lot of times it's just like a discord server, you know, that that's the DAO, <laughs> but it's not like there's no, nothing kind of official about it per se. 
Yeah, it's kind of like a buzz, like a buzzword projects use to like sometimes because it's not actually decentralized. There's no actual like governance from users. They're just right. like saying, "Hey, we're a DAO. You can vote in our Discord." <laughs> yeah, but Pixavault, and, and I, I believe this is the way that it will go for people who do take that concept very seriously. Is they intend to decentralize the entire company and that's something that i've heard from a few other people a few other founders who are you know very forward thinking that they want to have a way for the the basically the the organization to exist without them you know in, indefinitely which is the entire idea i guess or one of the one of the entire ideas of a dao so yeah, I really love that because at the end of the day in crypto, it's really important to decentralize, especially because that's what crypto is all about, about not having like a central authority deciding everything for everyone. So yeah, it's great seeing that like getting in the NFT space too and companies like Pixel Vault and Super Rare like moving to that. Yeah. And you know, I, I really, I'm, I'm sure I'm being naive about it, but like I, I don't see why it couldn't work and work well. Yeah, you know, it's just like such an interesting idea, and and I think people who are into NFTs just so easily uh, buy into that concept. So, yeah, I agree. I think a DAO is like the future, especially with something like you mentioned, like the Trader DAO. It will make it much easier for people to like connect with each other, invest together, make decisions as a group on investments with like larger capital. So yep. I'm really excited about like seeing the future of that too. Yeah, it's a, uh, I mean, Pixel Vault's got, you know, they want to DAO the entire company, but then within their projects, they have their own sub DAOs. Like, you know, Punk's Comic has its founders DAO and their other project Metaverse has a DAO that governs the entire ecosystem of that universe, including its game. But then there are also DAOs that govern planets within the game. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, it's insane. So, yeah, are you also involved in Meta Heroes or not? No, I mean, I'm just like a fan of it. Um, not, I'm not involved in any official capacity with anything with, with Pixelvolt. I'm just kind of a uh, an unpaid advisor who like just contributes ideas. And like, just because I, I, I like the, the company and I like the people and I like their projects. I see. And about the trading, where do you see like your strength in like NFT trading? Because obviously with like the trade trader DAO, you'll be trading a lot. So I wondered where do you like see your edge in the NFTs? It's just something I've been doing. Like I, I, I'm I'm not a stock trader, but I am like kind of a collectibles trader. And this feels like basically that, but at hyperspeed and with like a shitload of different projects. So I think I'm particularly good at doing research, but also like making connections and getting, uh, you know, finding, uh, I'm not going to say like insider knowledge, but just like having access to, to different servers and people and projects and that, you know, I'm kind of in a good position to see a lot of what's happening and, Recognize like have a sort of helicopter view because you're like networking a yeah. lot in the space. Yeah, but also like just having been in 
on NFT Twitter and Discord for so long, having uh, just these servers that I'm in and just the, the experience of like trading at that velocity. You know, because when I started doing this back in February, like, the first like the first week it's like holy shit like this stuff moves like so fast it's insane like is, uh, i was like is this the pace that it's going to be at forever like it was just crazy and you know like one day feels like a week and after like two weeks then i was like i felt like exhausted i was like jesus because i was like on discord and twitter a lot and i didn't have like a big following but i just liked to engage with peeps so I was on that all the time and just trying to keep up with everything. And like, it didn't really let up since then, but I've become accustomed to it. And I think like that, it, that is itself is an edge, like just being able to operate in the speed at which NFTs work. Like it's just, it's so fucking fast. And if you, uh, if you, if you don't have the information and you don't have the, ability to make those decisions quickly you know it can it can really cost you yeah it's like the old saying people have like if you miss the boat once you have to swim to it to reach the coast you know like if you miss if you miss one thing you're just like so behind with other trades yeah but you know uh you can't you can't stay on top of everything It's, it's just difficult but you know i think i have a in a, a good ability to synthesize a lot of different sources of information and and keep those things straight while also trying to work on like other initiatives that I have. Yeah. I want to talk about one of those initiatives too. Now you mentioned it because you're like also the co-founder of Plut, which has gotten a lot of attention. And like, I want to hear about the story, how that started and where you guys are standing now with like the project. Uh, it just, it, it just start like Beanie was making this, um, po- like this auction on foundation, this piece. And I don't know, we were all in a chat together about something else, uh, that has not been announced yet. And I think we, we just got on a call. It was like a Thursday night, like late at night. And we're just like coming up with these attributes like loot, but with this Beanie version for, for this foundation piece. And it was just, I don't know, we were just having fun. It was just fucking funny. And I think at that point, someone mentioned, it might even have been me, like, what if, I was like, what if we had Beanie Loot and the Bloot? And I think he stewed on it that night. And then the next morning, he's like, yeah, we should do this. And I was like, yeah, like, we should do it. It sounds funny. And I never actually deployed a contract or anything of that nature, you know, or set up a, a collection on OpenSea that was connected to a contract. So I just wanted to do it get the understanding of that process because I, it had been one of, one of the things that I'd been wanting to do because I think when you're working in NFTs, it's, I find it very valuable to actually go through the process of creating a project or deploying a contract or minting something, you know, or even just buying, buying an NFT just to get that perspective of what it's like. I mean, you could um, like compare it to being a venture capitalist and starting your own business, right? Knowing the yeah. process, what other people go through. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it was me and Beanie and uh, Hunter's brother, Dylan. We were just around that morning and we just started working on it. And 
we were just cranking on the attributes and you know there's the hype from loot and we just thought it'd be kind of funny to have loot and uh yeah we just i don't know just had a good time with it <laughs> like it we were like just fucking shocked that it got the like the community that it did like almost overnight it was so crazy um and now we're putting kind of the, towards the end of the, the touches on our blute drip we call it which is our interesting merchandise drop mechanics that we're working on so that is gonna probably launch in the next couple weeks and then again that'll be like a free drop to some blue holders and the token itself will be redeemable for actual merchandise or not oh that that's nice like a bit like uni socks like you can either hold the yeah. token or redeem it for a fisc yeah so it'll have its own contract and uh it'll it, it's uh we're going to have like waves of deploying these like blue drip tokens to blue holders. So we're going to use chain link to uh, do some uh, randomness to assign the winners in a sense. And yeah, the, the token itself is artwork that's created by a blue community member and there's different variations of it. And that'll just be airdropped to the, the winners of this first wave. And, do you have you know, an idea what the supply will be of the like the merch? Is there like a like a cap on it? I, I think the first wave is going to be like a thousand different pieces. I think I'm not sure in the exact distribution of like the total quantity, but then there's also going to be I think we have like six different items, six or eight, and those are going to be distributed in different rarities. You know, like oh, the, that sounds fun. That's going to be a lot of fun for people like hunting down those items. Yeah. So like yeah, and then and then we'll have um once we've distributed like a, a good amount of these NFTs, then we'll have a claim form where you can you just burn the merch, the blue drip NFT, and that will allow you to redeem it for the physical version of the thing represented in that NFT. Nice. And next to Blute, is there also something else you're working on? Because you're also an NFT advisor. Any projects you're currently helping you're excited about? Yeah, I just we just had the launch for uninterested unicorns and I was an advisor like for the up until the launch of that and probably going to continue with them because they have they have a lot of interesting plans coming that I, I really just want to be involved with because I like the team a lot and I think they're executing super well. Yeah, could you give our listeners a bit of details on the project? Like I know it myself, but there are probably a lot of people who haven't heard about it. Yeah, it's called Uninterested Unicorns. U underscore U is their logo. And it's a PFP project based out of Singapore. So they have like a very, very active like Asian community, which is cool because, you know, we don't, a lot of NFT projects are just US based. And I, I really like seeing something of this nature that's really professionally done and really well executed come from like other parts of the world because I think it brings, a lot of positive exposure to NFTs to to those regions, but yeah, they launched last uh, a week ago Monday. Yeah, sold out in like ten fifteen minutes. Had it like a really good pre sale uh, mechanics, so supporting the early community members, blue holders also got access to a portion of the pre sales. 
I see. So it wasn't like a gas war where people lost lost like all their Ethereum, like sometimes happens. No, it was uh, they had a couple different tiers of pre-sales and it was just based on like active Discord community members from, you know, the past couple weeks. And they have their own kind of ranking system, automated ranking system. And they also kind of recognized uh, certain individuals from the community uh, and gave them pre-sale access and then had a portion for people who held blutes to be able to mint an hour before the public sale. Oh, that's really awesome because that's like a great way to like also benefit like your early adopters, people supporting you from the start instead yeah. of like making it some sort of lottery. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was great. And now they're working on their questing feature, which is is basically going to be like staking um, to support their token. So they're going to their project is going to have a, a token called Unicandy, and that's going to be used to used to kind of pay for other parts, like other projects in this universe. Um, I see, like a social token, basically, yes, for like the yeah. unicorn universe. Yeah. Um, so that's coming up and they're working on a, a game and, you know, everyone says they're working on a game, but like they actually have people on, on the team that have experience with game development. So like, they, they have the capability to execute it and it, it's very early right now. You know, they're in pre-production of that and, you know, that that's kind of a long-term thing, but, um, they're not using that as a major selling point by any means, but they want people to know that, you know, there's, there, there are major things coming next year. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of people should not expect a game of any project this year, knowing how much capital and time is needed to execute that. I feel like if your project promised you a game in December, you should not take that too seriously. No, No, they're like, yeah, they they have no no promises for dates, but they're like, you know, we are doing pre-production in October. I don't think they've even communicated when an alpha would be available. Because it's just too early for that, but yeah, they've they've got it. Yeah, I'm happy you're like honest about that because it's like better to like under promise there than like tell people it will be done next month. Oh, dude, yeah, no, like if you think about MetaHero, you know those characters will be used in a game, and that's like they they know how much effort that is. They know that it takes tens of millions of dollars to make like a a, a high quality polished game that that meets their expectations and vision. I mean, Bini comes from like the gaming industry too, right? And like the more like betting, I believe as well. But yeah. I, he probably um, also knows that stuff doesn't happen overnight. Oh no. Yeah. And they've got, you know, advisors that have worked at AAA gaming studios. So they've, they've got insight into like strategy and, you know, costs and, and kind of how to proceed with actually establishing a studio, which is what they have to do. Either acquire it, acquire one, or establish one. And, you know, it's, it's a big fucking deal, and it's very expensive, and it's going to take a lot of time. But, you know, that's, that's, their, that's their focus, you know. That, that, that's what they're doing. And, you know, it, it, it takes companies of that size and vision and commitment to actually be able to execute on a game. Which is like yeah, something speaking that, oh. of a game, what what I actually just realized, what's your view on the new roadmap of the Board Ape Yacht Club? I mean, they mentioned a game too, right? Dude, I I know, man. I I uh, I'm gonna pull it up right now. I love that. I love that roadmap. 
<laughs> it's just like... Yeah, I, I would love to talk with you about it, especially with your experience and like your connection with like the Bordebiot Club. Yeah, I don't have like any, I don't have any knowledge about anything in here. Like this is the first time I've seen, there's only one thing on here that I have actual inside knowledge about, and that's the first annual Ape Fest that's taking place on Halloween in the first week of November, just because I'm involved with the a kind of a, a planning committee for an event that's taking place during Ape Fest. <laughs> so this actually also means you will be there. Yeah, no, I'm going. I'm going for sure. Oh, I that's go. awesome. Yeah, I, I got my plane ticket in my hotel. I don't have an actual ticket to NFT NYC, but like, I really don't care if I go there or not. I just want to go hang out with people. That's sick. So yeah, what's your like view on like the game and also what they mentioned with like the the club, like the thing? I, yeah. I'm not sure. Is it a bar or like probably something bigger? Because no way all those apes are gonna fit in a small bar. Uh, yeah, they got the Miami Clubhouse. <laughs> I was just like, dude, I love that. Yeah, there's the top secret blockchain game, and who the hell knows what that is? And the BAYC MAYC mobile competition. So. Board apes and mutant apes. I don't even know what the hell that is. There's like some very vague thing called MD versus MMI. And people yeah, are people were speculating on like the yeah. mutants and the dogs, right? Like mecha dogs or something, which which would be cool. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that is. Sandbox Miami, you've got no clue. About that. And there's like a the BAYC DAO, which is insane. And you know, there's in the corner, it says like not listed collabs and partnerships. And that, that little blurb is there's a lot, a lot of stuff tucked into that little blurb about things that you just can't talk about. Cause I think there's going to be a ton of partnerships next year, ton of collabs. I mean, they have a brand now and they have like 100 million. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not an NFT project anymore, basically. Mm -mm. No, and then you think about, you know, w with rights being transferred with the ownership of the ape like somebody just bought 101 apes and 101 dogs that won the the auctions the sotheby's auctions like that that could serve as the base for like a massive commercial endeavor a cartoon basically yeah, and they wouldn't have to pay anybody to use them exactly and what i also think is awesome like the dogs and the apes like imagine like the 101 dogs like the domaters from disney but then with like the with like the board ape dogs. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I love this roadmap. It's so sparse on details, but it's like really exciting and looks so cool. I mean, there's also a Christie's auction still going on with like four apes in it, I believe. So it's mm -hmm. also exciting to see where that will end. Yeah, yeah. Something else is going on. We I can't. I don't know. I can't really like talk about it. I'm sure by the time this comes out this this thing that i'm working on will have been announced but uh it's basically a uh endeavor between people that i've i've come close to become close with in nfts and we're going to be starting a company together and that's going to basically going to be my full time aside from trader dow going to be my my full time focus for the foreseeable future <laughs> thanks so yeah, that's uh, that's that's what I'm up to. Yeah, and uh, if it's not announced, is it a scoop then, or? <laughs> it's it, like I'm just, we're just teasing it. 
I want to tease it more, but like this is with Hunter and uh, I posted something on Twitter and he was like, delete that. And I was like, go. Oh, all right. <laughs> it wasn't even like a big tease, but uh, it's not a project per se. It's it's a company. And uh, yeah, I it, guess we will see more details on your Twitter or like in a Twitter spaces, maybe. I mean, yeah, sure. I, I, I guess knowing you, you will start a company is already a pretty big thing. Uh, I mean, yeah. I can spec, uh, speculate on so many things you could do there. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, and it's uh, it's exciting. Like this is why I quit my my previous job, my my day job, my non NFT job is to to be able to to do things like this, to have the the freedom. Yeah, I also wondered that because there are, like a lot of people like quitting their jobs now for NFTs, like. What would you say to someone that's like into NFTs and he wants to quit their job? Like, what's your view on that? You know, I, it took me like I wanted to quit back in March. And I was like, it was kind of a dream. I was like, could I quit like my job and like just do this full time? And, you know, I've got a family and two kids and, you know, house and stuff. And, and I needed to achieve enough like financial success just to, to be able to be able to afford you know i i said if i could if i could earn enough to support our financial needs for six months without making any money like if that that to me and my wife was like a, a comfortable spot to be in for me to be able to quit oh 100 i mean that means if something goes wrong now you'll be safe your kids are fine that, yeah. that's like a great goal to be honest yeah so like if if everything shits the bed and like i don't have any income you know i i've got six months that i can live on and be fine so do i have six months? i think that's like already like a great like tip for someone who wants to quit make sure to have like some money you can rely on if if stuff goes wrong because a lot yeah. of people they made a lot of money but they maybe still have it in nfts or like in assets they can maybe sell like a meat right yeah i've got like actual like us dollars like in my <laughs> my bank account that that represents like it's it, you know it just depends on your your risk too like if you're if you're single and you have like a pretty low income and I, still by all means like for sure i think make sure that you are able to live <laughs> like able to survive with your current financial commitments if things don't work out some people like don't like to do that like, they like the pressure of like needing to make money with this and and uh i guess if you're willing to take on that risk by all means if it if you feel like it will help you be successful and and can do so without uh putting your yourself and your family at you know in, in harm uh do so but yeah personally i just had to have an amount established that uh I could, I could still be fine if things didn't work out. Yeah, I, I totally get that because you also have kids, you know. It's not that if it goes wrong, you are the only person yeah. that gets hurt by that. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, like, get your financial bases covered. Make sure, like, just... I think people who quit and who want to quit just know that they want to do this. And if you don't have that, that passion, maybe wait until you do. You know, because I, I had a day job. And I was not, I just wasn't doing my day job. Like, that's how I was like, I got to quit just because I, I was stealing time from my company. Like I was getting paid and I wasn't doing anything. 
so I was like, I gotta, I can't do this because I'm stealing from them, and that didn't feel good. Oh, I see. I mean, there are a lot of job opportunities in the NFT space too, right? I mean, maybe yeah. for some people, they don't have to like start trading full time. That they can right. maybe like become a community manager or like yeah, what you're exactly. doing, like advising. Yeah. So if you can find something, you know, there's definitely like, there's a lot of opportunity. And if you really feel strongly that this is what you want to do, just, just start engaging with people, you know, start, uh, being a part of these communities. And, and, and if you're interested in trading, like buying and selling things and, you know, doing your research beforehand, uh, if you're more into like community management, start joining discords and see how other people operate and start making connections and, you know, before you know it, you'll you'll find like, hey, we're looking for a community manager, and just start start getting some experience. Yeah, and what what about like advising and consulting? Because that's like a more like a gray area for most people. I you know what I I just said I was an NFT strategist and consultant. Uh, I just did my Twitter profile. In my for bio. real, like you just <laughs> put it there without any experience. <laughs> Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine well, doing that on LinkedIn, like, with, like, web developer. Well, so, like, you know, I, uh, I, I am a, I'm a professional consultant and, you know, as a software engineer and I've done consulting. So I am a consult, I have been and do have experience with software, you know, projects. Uh, okay. Yeah. Work. Then, then I guess it's more like <laughs> fine to do that. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm not like, uh, you know, I'm definitely qualified uh, to put that in there. But yeah, then I just I, I was just in some discords, you know, in, in March and people would come in and asking for help. And then I'd say, yeah, I'd love to help. And then just going from there. So like it, it really all comes back to being being engaged, being involved, being in Twitter and discord. Just being uh, in the place to see and act upon these opportunities that come up because if you're like oh, well, i want to be yes yeah, that's, that's great to hear yeah if you're like i want to be an nft consultant and you don't do anything you just kind of sit on your ass and like it's not gonna happen yeah i also wonder what you actually do like do you give them advice on their launch and like how to deploy things or um, is that like the, the job yeah so with uninterested unicorns like their team was already like so strong uh, when they were like, do you want to be an advisor? I was like, oh yeah, like this is going to be, this is easy money basically. Cause the team was like so good. I'm like, I'm not gonna have to do anything. I was going to get paid, which, you know, obviously it's not true, but like they, uh, their needs were, were for me to provide feedback. So, you know, we had a, a discord channel with the team and things would come up and they would just ask questions or we had regular calls, um, just talking about whatever. Uh, the the project lead needed advice on or wanted feedback on at the time. And also, you know, I was able to assist with marketing just because of my Twitter presence. So that was an an additional benefit for them. I also think reputation plays like a role in there, like knowing, oh, Tropo Pharma has helped with a lot of successful projects. He has people respect his opinion. Yeah. So we're hiring him. Yeah. I mean, it's all... I'm not going to say it's all reputation, but like reputation certainly plays a major part in everything in this space uh, because people are, you know, people can be completely anonymous and all you have is that. Yeah, I, w- I went halves on a piece of art with Hunter 
a twin flame photo nft and i just sent him like four eth and i like that was all my eth at the time i just had i sent it to him so he could buy it and uh we didn't even set up like a a multi-sig safe or anything like that we just like i just trusted him like i just gave him like 10 grand at the time which is like all my eth and it's like all right like you you just hang on to this nft and uh you know, it became very valuable, like extremely valuable. And he could have just sold it and just rugged me for the, for all that money. Um, and I had nothing, like, I couldn't do anything about it because I didn't even know who he was. I mean, I guess with things like that, you both like relationships too, right? I mean, if he rugged you, you probably wouldn't have started like Blute and all the oh, other no, stuff yeah. you're working. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Beanie did, you know, he did the same thing. Uh, with Trader Down, just in, invest a lot of money, just like sent it to my wallet. <laughs> like, I don't even yeah, know. I mean, there was like a hundred <laughs> ETH, I believe. I believe he tweeted like, "I just gave a hundred ETH to a random person." <laughs> yeah, like I don't. I could have, you know, I could have just ran off with it, but like, I don't know. I it, it's it, obviously like that would have been the the end of everything. So it's just like, is it worth it? No, and that's really. I wouldn't recommend people send money to strangers, obviously, but like, you know, we had a relationship and we trusted each other and that's really like what, what made that possible. Yeah. It was built. It was like based on reputation again, not yes. on, not just yeah. on like your Twitter profile. No. Yeah. Like not at all. Cause you can fake Twitter account, Twitter followers and shit. Like you can't fake reputation. I mean, you can things. buy an account basically. Right. So yeah. you have to be like, cautious with that yeah like reputation is is everything for sure and next to the projects you're involved in are there also any projects you're not involved in but just really excited about and like uh invested in that you're like that you at least think like that have a future yeah yeah i uh what am i into I don't know if I want to. I don't want to like give any advice, like financial advice or any of that shit. But oh like, no, it's it, we have a disclaimer at the start that everything said is non-financial <laughs> advice. So you can shield whatever you want. <laughs> I, I just love like obviously, Board API Club and Mutant API Club. I think I think I think mutants are pretty underrated right now. They got a lot of love like yesterday and today with sales, but you know there's going to be a lot coming in this roadmap that's going to be. Uh, exciting and beneficial for them. So I, I've got I've got a handful of, of mutants, MetaHero, of course, and like Cool Cats, like those those like really strong existing projects. Yeah, what do you think of the Cool Cats? They had an insane run up, and like a lot of people are supporting them, including also Beanie. I saw him picking up a lot of them too. Oh I yeah, mean, they're, been, yeah. They're, they are really unique. I think. Yeah, I, I I think they're like an. an top tier pfp project and, and will continue to be only force is, is something similar where i feel like they you know if they execute well in the coming months could definitely have that you know into that upper echelon of pfp project yeah and you uh, picked up a gutter cat too right i believe <laughs> I, saw say, it on yeah. Twitter. I was just gonna say i got a gutter cat too i don't i like I, i've been wanting one for a while it's just hard to ignore their community like they seem so strong and like 
I don't know, wholesome, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, to clarify, I own one too. So that's why I noticed everyone yeah. was like sharing in the Discord. Hey, Tropop, finally picked one up. So. <laughs> yeah, they had like GutterCon last week and that seemed really cool. I wasn't really following along too much, but I, I, uh, yeah, they, uh, I like them. I like them. They've got their new species coming soon, which is exciting. I, I'm not like too into, I'm not following along too closely, but. Yeah, I just I just wanted to support the project because I like what they're doing. Yeah, and what about like gener- generous art? Are you also into stuff like art blogs or more like the the things that are like actually called art instead of like the profile pictures? Yeah, like big time. Like that's a lot of what I collected on Hen was generative and interactive art because it was like on Hen they support a, a lot of uh, technology that other platforms didn't or 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 do now um like you can have like full 3d objects like interactive art you can like you could mint uh, a website <laughs> on hen if you wanted to because they support ipfs packages so there's like a lot of cool experimentation with generative and interactive art on hen that I collected particularly from Schwen builder who's become like very very popular on ethereum you know he's got a few projects on artblocks um, and then he's got his blocks of art membership that, you know, Vincent Van Doe and a lot of prominent art collectors are are uh, big fans of. So, yeah, I I love generative art like big time. I don't I don't have a lot on art blocks just because it like. The value wasn't there for me, and that's, again, why I like turn to sites like Hen where I can can pick things up that are interesting to me at at a fraction of the price i guess there was more room to like collect there right i mean on art blocks one piece is at least for me if i want to pick up one piece it would be almost my whole eve like i wouldn't have a lot left to collect anything else (laughs) yeah right but like you know the that artist Sven builder like he was posting like like a madman on hen just having like new crazy like he's like He's a machine. Like he, uh, he's got probably like fifty different things on hen. I collected like a bunch of them, and uh, yeah, now now to get his stuff on Ethereum, you know, you're spending a couple ETH, like four or five ETH at least. So, if you're interested in art, you know, join like lesser known communities like that, and just put in a little effort of of discovering artists that you like and and find. You know, like on Hen, you could go to somebody's collection or an artist that you like and, and look at what they've collected and, you know, check out those artists. And that, that leads you down uh, the path of other people. And you'll probably find artists that you just love who haven't reached or, or wanted to mint a lot on Ethereum. And who knows, like they might someday and that stuff might become very valuable. Yeah, that's a great point. I also think it's always like important to just buy things you actually like because yeah. that's at least how I like move in NFTs. Because I'm not gonna buy something because it's like valuable. I actually want to like look at it and think, oh, I own some cool art. Because what if it goes down in value? Then I only yeah. have some art I don't like. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have anything that I d- I don't actually like. I guess the question is like, at what price do I? stop liking it i guess i don't know (laughs) yeah like 
with with the art I've collected, I think I've sold like three or four pieces, like just because I, I don't know, I just I just like to collect and have it. I'm not really interested in flipping it. Oh yeah, good point. Do you also think you're like less flipping now, like moving from piece to piece, more like collecting? I think I've done like I've I've done both like the whole time. Like that's really how I've funded my collections. The things I've actually wanted to collect is by by trading. You know, because I've I started with five hundred bucks. I have not put in any more money than that. So, you know, that's insane. Could you give like a rough estimate on where you think you're standing now? Like just seven or eight figures, like nothing more. Like with NFT value, I would I would say like six or seven figures. Ah, I see. Yeah, that that's like great. If you like knowing you start with five hundred dollars, actually insane. Yeah, I don't really know. It's hard to evaluate. You, know, you can you can go to tools like WGMI.io is one that I really like for you know evaluating your collection and helping you price things. I think that probably says it's like one point three or something like that, but who knows? Yeah, you know, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, a lot of those floors are also not like actually the value. Like for example, right. if you have like a yeah. piece with like maybe five pieces. If one is listed right. at 100 ETH, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean it's worth 100 ETH. Yeah, exactly. In those cases, like you got to look at the last sale. Really, it's more important. Yeah, we're coming close to the end. So I wondered what are some of the mistakes you made in the NFT space you would like to like help someone out, like someone who is new out? I I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'm... I don't know if I've made mistakes. <laughs> like, I guess I've made mistakes by like, you know, again, like not minting certain things or not buying when I should have, but I don't really consider those mistakes. Just like, I don't know. I think sometimes I've been like too much of an asshole. That's probably my biggest mistake. Um, yeah. I, I get really uh, heated up sometimes and like, <laughs> like I, I definitely have taken it too far in certain situations, but, Again, like, I don't know if that's a mistake. That's just, I don't know. That's just who I am. And, you know, I don't know. I, don't know. I, mean, be... I mean, would you say someone should be nice in the NFT space then? <laughs> if that's like your mistake, like be a little nice? Uh, yeah, I'll always, always try to be respectful and uh, helpful and supportive. Definitely don't be an asshole. And if you're an asshole, at, le- at least be funny about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and if you haven't made mistakes, maybe any like tips for like people who want to get started? Because I've definitely made mistakes. I don't know. Yeah. It's, 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 it's maybe not like mis- maybe not. I mean, you probably didn't get hacked or anything. Then like stuff like that. Yeah, like obviously uh, that that's a good a good point. Is like just protect your shit. Like you can buy a hardware wallet for sixty dollars. And uh, yeah, we as Cryptonary are going to do uh, hardware wallet reviews as well. So we're going to make videos like helping you uh, understand the hardware wallet and reviewing them on their like safety and uh, how how you can use. It's it's very excited about. Yeah, it's intimidating. Like even being in NFTs for a while, I didn't have one. And I was like, oh, that's so intimidating. Like a hardware wallet, like a cold wallet. Like, what does that mean? Like what like what happens to my NFT? Like just seemed uh it seemed so extravagant and unnecessary and like complicated uh but it's really not it's it's super simple like if anybody's worried about complications of a hardware wallet 
just just fucking get one just like do it <laughs> like it's not hard it, it it connects right to metamask it's super easy like the the worst part about it is like transferring your nfts over to the new address and that's not a big deal like it's just a little pricey so just do it at night and you don't lose your nfts they're not on the hardware wallet you know it's none of that shit it's it's just it's basically two-factor authentication for your transactions and what that means is that Somebody can't do anything to your assets or your address without you actually touching and reviewing it on the hardware wallet. So yeah, that's a great uh, point because that's where it often goes wrong. People having them on like their MetaMask and people can just like access it without you having to give them the permission. Yep. So somebody wants to do anything that that mutates and you know changes your account in any way. Uh, it's got to go through the hard device where it actually signs the transaction and you can look at it. And, you know, <laughs> it's very obvious that it will be you because you will have started the transaction in your browser and then you'll go and look at your hardware wallet and be like, oh, it's 4.02 ETH and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, approve it. That's it. Yeah, good point. I also think it's important for like new people to not get too like FOMO into projects and like feel like the fear of missing out basically yeah no like a lot of times i just don't participate in minting just because it's expensive and like you know that's when prices are really high to get in if you're actually interested in a project like i would wait just just wait a little bit see where the community is at in a couple weeks after launch or even a month you know you'll probably get some really good prices on things you're not going to get the the mint price and of course that's where like a lot of your value can come from a good example is cool cats they were at like 0 0.3 0 0.4 like after mint and looking at it now that was like a decent price still to get in yeah i mean mint mint to those was 0 0.02 and yeah there the floor was low for a while but yeah if it's something that you're like really interested in like just join the discord find ways to get access to their pre-sale and, and avoid the fomo because then i think that'll really help solidify your position and your interest in the project so either yeah, like <laughs> either get in early like point. way early or you know so you can get in a pre-sale and you know a couple weeks before the launch or maybe wait a little bit you know wait a couple weeks after the launch if you just discover something that the second that it's launching it's potentially the the worst time to get into it <laughs> Good point. And the last question I'll ask you is what's your view on like the future of the NFT space? Where do you see us going like in terms of adoption? That's why I like got into this like full time is because I'm I'm less interested in the the trading kind of in the, the PFP, let's say like collectibles of aspect of NFTs and really more into like the foundational transformative use cases of NFTs with other industries. You know, that's, that's a lot what I want to be involved with. Because I think it's it has, it, I think NFTs will permeate and transform most industries uh, in, in some way from like, you know, lightly to foundational transformation. So that, that's, what, that's what I want to be involved with. I think that is for sure coming. It's going to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I really think, especially with gaming and like tickets and all those other use cases, which we haven't seen, like we have seen a bit of it, but not like the the full use case yet. Yeah, we've seen like, we've seen like nothing, like nothing. You know, I, I, I fully intend to be 
involved with NFTs full time for the rest of my life. Unless something even like cooler happens, like to this degree that just kind of rocks, you know, industries like NFTs will. Yeah, and in the coming weeks, what are you excited about on like the short term? Uh this thing this thing that I'm working on. This, uh, yeah, obviously is- the company. I mean, that's a really big step for you. What the hell else am I looking forward to? I don't even know, dude. I don't even look that far ahead. I guess NFT NYC is probably the next big thing I'm pumped about and just, just meeting folks and hanging out. Obviously, like the- Yeah, I saw Beanie's tweet about it. He didn't really like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm not so into like the actual events. I don't know. I, I'm more into everything surrounding it. So That's yeah, usually feel, the thing right with conferences. Yeah. Like people go <laughs> to the bar next. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm very uh, appreciative that I am in a position to be able to go go to that thing and and you know meet a lot of folks and hang out and have fun. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of networking going on there too. So I'm really excited. What kind of like connections come out of it? If like new projects launch after the event because people like met each other there. It's gonna oh, be yeah. fun to yeah. see to see that happen. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be so cool. And it just seems like so scrappy. Like it doesn't seem like a big deal, but I, I think it. I think just everyone's just excited about it. It's gonna be fun. And of course, Ape Fest is happening during that week. Oh yeah, that's gonna be big too. I mean, I, I'm going to love all those pictures and videos similar to with like Garukon. It's <laughs> yeah. it's always fun seeing all those people like in real life. <laughs> Yep. So yeah, I'm I'm really grateful you uh, had some time to come here on the podcast. We had a really good conversation. I I enjoyed uh, the stuff you're working on and like your view on the whole space. And I hope our listeners like learn something new about NFTs or about the uh, stuff you're involved. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, inviting me. I always, uh, like I said, I think it's important for people to share their experiences because that hopefully will only serve to help everyone else so i I definitely benefit from the gracious teachings of everyone else so i I, that's why i like to give back yeah that's awesome and thanks for listening guys make sure to uh look at the link down below if you want to follow like tropo farm on twitter or like keep up with any updates from cryptonary and we'll see you next week